Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and Podcast. I'm seeing here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. It sounds like uh, your voice went out on you again a little bit, eh? Seasonal allergies. <laughs> well, I'll I'll uh, I'll try to handle most of it here. Give your voice a break there, but uh, thanks for getting it started. Um, so, what? Uh, let's first of all just do a wrap up here on the what happened last week. So the the one week relative performance uh, consumer cyclical, even in spite of Thursday being such a big update we did end up uh, reversing a good portion of that um so the week ended kind of on this uh, bad note for technology and consumer cyclicals so um even i mean it was sort of all-encompassing too because like think about utilities getting whacked uh, basic materials getting whacked you know uh, technology and consumer cyclicals. Consumer cyclical was down 4.63% for the week. Technology down 4.4. Basic materials down 3.27. Utilities down 2.86. Communication services down 2.48. Energy down 2.36. Uh, on the positive note, cons consumer defensive was up 0.68. And uh, healthcare uh, was up 0.13. And then financials uh, we're down just slightly. So industrials were number four on the list. You know they're kind of most often a, a, a safe place that plays middle of the road. It's not usually a leader and it's not usually a lagger. It's kind of in the in the middle of the pack most of the time. Um, so if you want to risk off undertone to the week, pretty risk off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, even if we go back to the to the three three months, looking at three months. Um, Health care is number five on the list. For the one month, healthcare is number two. The one week, healthcare is number two. And the one day on Friday, it was healthcare was number one. So, you know, when we say defensive, usually healthcare, consumer staples, utilities are more uh, the defensive areas and then industrials. Um, but the problem with utilities is they they really got this lock problem between the regulate, regulated environment and being able to pass on the increased expenses to consumers. So it's a really tough, tough scenario. And um, the market just ended up selling utilities uh, aggressively for, you know, the last the last couple weeks anyway. So um, moving into where the futures are tonight here, we've got um, the Dow Jones futures up 137 points or 0.46%. S&P 500 up 0.44%. NASDAQ 100 up 0.38%. Russell up 0.65%. Of the four, the Russell um, has kind of, um, you know, well, actually, Dow Jones, the Dow Jones futures are still ahead in the in in terms of their the level that they're trading at and off the bottom. So, so that kind of leans into that more defensive, you know, better blue chips, and then the uh, 
the Russell is a bit better than the S&P 500. So there's that combination of still people wanting to pick up some of the small cap and lean on the large cap as their short or as their hedge is what it appears to me. The VIX is um, down just slightly 0.25, which is usually the case when we see a futures up. And uh, just want to point out that the uh, the DAX over in Germany there is um, been been looking really good. Like it, it actually had a, a nice higher low. Um, so Europe uh, Europe's starting to look a little bit better in spite of the <laughs> ominous winter coming. All right, energy is up just slightly right now. Um, I still think there's a, a good case for energy. Um, I think the market needs to look past the lockdowns in China and the demand destruction. At some point, I think it's going to cycle back that uh, China sort of gets past this. And then uh, I think the demand picks up and oil, uh, I think, will respond. Um, we also had a a dire warning from the one of the Saudi uh, Saudi America Aramico. Um, I don't know if he was a CEO or or somebody. I forgot. But anyway, he uh, he was saying that um, you know, in terms of the production elements, that there is some big risk in the future. So they, I mean, they've cut they cut some production, two million barrels. But but the way he was saying it is. Uh, it's going to get even more bleak in terms of production down the road. So not sure what that looks like. Um, but oil had its pullback. Then it had a one-week rally that was uh, substantial. And then it pulled back a little bit from that. Um, I don't think that there's a massive downside to, to oil at this point. And I do think that we could just stay fairly stable or we could start going back up again. So watch for that. And again, the dollar is such a big component in that because it's still staying, um, you know, pretty elevated. Had a bit of a pullback, bounced again. We have a lower high that's in play right now. And so we're sitting just below our most recent high of the last couple of weeks. Dollars off 0.27% right now. So again, that playing into that a little bit. Um, and then the bonds, bonds are uh, drifting down um, overall for the last three months. 30-year bond, 10-year, all, all, you know, drifting down. And uh, it's just slightly green at 0.03% at the moment, but nothing, nothing really there. Let me just check on the uh, euro up slightly. Boy, that Japanese yen is sure, <laughs> sure going down and down and down. It's amazing. Okay, moving on to other topics here. So we have mid-month seasonality started on Thursday with our massive rally. Dave and I remember asking ourselves, well, what did they do? Use all the mid-month seasonality in one day? And then just Friday. Just on Thursday again. Yeah. yeah, just on Thursday. And then Friday, you know, with that reversal. Um, and so uh, that ends, mid-month seasonality ends this coming Thursday. Uh, 
Then we have Friday is expiration. And so the third Friday of the month seasonality is something that we look at regularly. I believe I published something that uh, should show up in the blog um, regarding last expiration, which was the um, quarterly as well in September. And um, that, that turned out really well. Um, most of the stocks, uh, you know, were green um, that were chosen from the list. You can also go to the ETFs and look at their performance. So I'll rattle off a few here for this coming Friday. So you have lots of time to prepare for it. And again, one of the elements that we look at is what is the divergence of the things that are on your watch list that you would like to trade on Friday? How, how up or down are they? How much at a premium compared to the performance expected on Friday? How much at a discount compared to the performance expected on Friday? That's where you can get more of an edge is that divergence. So uh, for Friday, we're looking at um, SPY 0.29% up, IWM slightly off at minus point or 0.25 quarter of a percent, uh, Q's 0.30 and Diamond's 0.25. So for some reason, the small caps are not wanting to participate on the third Friday of October. Uh, the rest of them are wanting to be up. So on the more bullish side, um, FXI, these are ETFs, XLP, that's consumer staples, 0.68, XLF financials, 0.49, XLU utilities, 0.43, XLI uh, industrials, 0.37, and technology XLK at 0.34. So those are more bullish. And what's more bearish for the Friday is GDXJ, that's junior miners, really bad performance, minus 1.16% on average. GDX, the senior miners, minus 1.15. XOP, minus 0.84. XBI, that's your biotechs, minus 0.76. IBB, minus 0.38. Sorry, that's the biotechs. Um, S, uh, SLV, the silver, minus 0 0.31. Um, gold, GLD, minus 0 0.29. XLE, your energy ETF, minus 0 0.26. ARC, Kathy Wood's ARC fund, minus 0 0.25. So even though technology XLK is supposed to be up, um, the ARC fund, for some reason, on that Friday uh, doesn't perform along with it. XRT's retailers uh, minus 0.17, SMH slightly, just slightly down, and IWM, IWM also. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I got an echo here. Can you mute yourself for a sec, Dave? I don't know why there's an echo. So this week we have some economic reports and Fed speakers as well. Um, Tuesday's Industrial Production Index for September and Capacity Utilization Rate for September. That's out before the uh, market opens. And then at 10 a.m. Eastern, we have the NAHB Home Builders Index for October. So that's a little bit more recent. And um, <clears throat> Wednesday, we've got Building Permits 
for September and housing starts for September. And at 2 p.m. we have the beige book. On Thursday, we've got uh, initial jobless claims an hour before the market opens and then continuing jobless claims and Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Index. Then at 10 a.m., we have existing home sales for September and leading economic indicators for September. So again, leading indicators, but a lag in that they're from September. Um, and then Friday, we have index of common inflation expectations, five to 10 years. And that's at 12 noon on uh, Friday. Okay. What else we got here? Yeah, uh, Dave posted that uh, FXI could be interesting. For what reason there, Dave? Well, I'm expected to do good on um, on the options expiration right. date. Yeah. But it's still discounted. It was down almost 9% last week and 15% on the month. So we're coming from such a discounted uh, position. See, that's that's kind of what we're looking for, right? What what is where are the anomalies? You know, not not sort of like what's already priced to perfection before you go into a a, a window that has some odds to it, right? So where's the discounts? Where's the related to things that are bullish? Where's the premium related to things that are bearish? And then uh, we've got a fair amount of earnings this week too. So there's 78. Uh, companies reporting on Monday, 36 on Tuesday, 43 companies reporting on Wednesday, 62 reporting on Thursday, and 19 reporting on expiration Friday. So that's a that's a fair chunk, right? So lots of earnings. So I need you guys to you know check your earnings calendars. I mean there is two approaches. Some people just take take odds and and uh, you know they'll go in and and trade just whatever regardless of whether it has earnings because if they have bad earnings sometimes they gap way down and if it was your long side maybe it rallies back and sometimes if they have good earnings they gap way up and that's all she wrote and they pull back so if you're short that um but you know you you would want to check you know how much something's moving before you just blindly put market orders in so just keep that in mind Limit orders are are more attractive for defining your risk. What's what at what price do you want to participate? You know there is a VWAP that you can look at every day. You know what the what's what's the starting VWAP for for a company based on yesterday? What's the starting VWAP? That's one threshold that you could use. Another one is fair value. You know how much is the market opening? above or below fair value and that can help you determine where to place your orders it could be at at fair value or slightly above for the buy side if you want or below at fair value or below at a discount to fair value um, so the, the number of fills that you you know you get are going to be related to how aggressive your orders are or how passive your orders are um, so you get to dial that in but market order is going to give you everything. Is that what you want? You know, do you want to pay up 8% for a stock that just reported earnings? It may sound like attractive thing, 
But if it's already up that much, maybe it'll turn around and reverse on you and you get hurt. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's the earning, earnings calendar. Um, let's just look at uh, any other news items here that have uh, been coming out. Um, so Goldman just published something that uh, they see bargains in the US, but they still find the S&P 500 stocks expensive. So you might want to research that and say, you know, okay, the, P, the average PE for the S&P 500, you know, is it, you know, in the median range of, of history or is it below it or above it still? Um, so if Goldman said they're finding things expensive still, they're probably, you know, preparing for maybe more downside until it becomes really attractive. There has been quite a bit of commentary recently about another downside, right? Like that we're, we're not out of the woods altogether. So keep that in mind. Uh, the reversal that we had after the Thursday rally didn't put things into that great of a, of a light. Um, I think it brings back a lot of concerns. People kind of getting whipsawed, right? So, I don't know that they'll be as willing to take the risk if they've they, maybe they bought that day and then they the next day they get whacked. It's like, well, um, not going to do that again. Fool me once, right? Uh, so uh, we still have lots of things developing in the world related to war and weapons of war. So North Korea. Again, doing more testing here shortly. Um, also, Iran supplying just tons of munitions uh, into Russia to help with that, the, their fight. And uh, now Belarus is, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw a video on how, how many, uh, there's 70,000 troops, I think, and I don't know how much military hardware, but uh, I saw convoy after convoy because um, it getting position to come into the Ukraine as well from Belarus. So there's um, there's a lot of stuff still on the docket here in terms of, you know, perfect storms, catalysts, you know, and add, add the sentiment. You know, we have we don't have a bullish sentiment in the market. We have the opportunity for massive discount, but whether it's going to get further discounted is the question. Now we've got uh, a Russian envoy on the way to talk to the Saudis. So I'm not sure what's going up around there, but uh, you know we don't have the best relationship with the Saudis at this present time. <laughs> that we we've had better better relationships in the past, but I don't think they're as as huggy and wonderful as they were. So we could be heading into you know, uh, merger environment too. I know uh, Fox and News Corp are talking, um, so they're wearing a, a merger. Um, there's going to be, when we've had markets like this that have gotten into bear market territory, there's always been a lot of consolidation that comes. Not every industry is affected the same, but, you know, we've seen that movie before, so uh, I don't think that 
they're going to be paying a lot of premium, but there's definitely some risk if you're short something that gets acquired. It could pop up a lot, but I don't see a lot of premium being paid at this le at these levels. So um, for tomorrow, at the moment, with all the futures and everything, we're looking at probably uh, an inside day. It's a Monday. Um, you know, I don't know that um, people are going to want to just commit wholeheartedly right out of the gate. Um, but if it's if it's up a little bit and it opens within the range of Friday, we could have uh, an inside day. So if that's the case, then the low of Friday becomes really important. And also the high of Friday becomes really important. Now, the, remember the high of Friday, we we kind of opened and shot up there at one point, right? And then pulled back. So it was a quite a reversal. So there was that expectation of, of um, and that's from the futures perspective, right? If we go into the actual ETFs, it was a little bit different, but just from the futures perspective, um, the futures had a much a higher overnight and pre-market high than the, than the cash market did. But, um, you know, we popped up a little bit and then we pulled back and we had like a 50% retracement on the SPY. And what did we have on the Qs? Uh, we had, yeah, just a tad bit over 50%, but roughly that same thing. So, so if we open inside the range, lean on your low, lean on your high, um, it's going to take a fair amount of work for the market to get back to the high that was set on on Friday. So uh, I am a little bit suspicious that we're going to be more of an inside day, which is which is great for, you know, long and short strategies, because sometimes the, the more challenging days are the real directional ones. Um, but if we open and we have an inside day and it's choppy, I think that's that's going to be fine. If we break the low, um, then there's nothing really to test except the, the low from Thursday, right? I mean, we gapped down and we reversed and had a massive open to close move, got everybody all, you know, giddy. Um, so that low is extremely important for all markets. Go look at any one of them. What was the low on Thursday? That number is important. Okay, that's with that we'll be done. Um, anything else, David, I missed? Yep, good, good luck. Okay. All right. Take care of yourself. Thanks.